damn it! How long have we been doing this show? You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 194, it's Wrestlemania week, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we have so much to talk, I know we say this all the time, but we have so much to talk about this week. So, so much, and in fact, so much we can't talk about. Uh, Let's begin with, I guess, some non-Wrestlemania stuff here on this Wrestlemania week. Uh, (laughs) WWE got some bad mainstream pub guess you could call it mainstream pub uh talking about uh a segment on last week tonight with john oliver this week where he kind of went after wwe kind of in a scattershot fashion but i think the crux of his argument was that uh the wrestlers should be employees with health benefits and not independent pension yeah yeah and not independent contractors yeah um and i know you want to discuss this uh, it hits on a lot of your favorite uh, political topics, <laughs> so uh, the floor is yours. So, yeah, there's some things about the piece that I think he could have done better. Um, one thing was at one point he talks about you know wrestlers dying young, and there's a quit. There's some clips from CM Punk talking about basically being asked to work through concussions. Uh, there's a quote from I think Lance Cade uh, on a similar topic. And I was waiting for him to bring up a modern example of that. And there's a very modern example of that. It's Tommaso Ciampa. Because Triple H, in his NXT conference call last week or two weeks ago, literally said they knew he needed neck surgery. Not they knew he was hurt. They knew he needed surgery. And they were trying to delay it and get him at least, I guess, through this TakeOver show. And, oh, by the way, we're also going to have you go to the main roster and work Sheamus while we know you have a bad neck. And that, to me, because a lot of that, and I heard a lot of people go, well, all that stuff about the young wrestlers wrestlers dying young and, you know, guys working through injuries, that doesn't really happen anymore. It absolutely does. And there's a very great modern example of that with Ciampa, and he didn't bring that up. So I thought that was disappointing. And I also thought his ending <laughs> bit about how the way that this will change is by fans doing chants or bringing signs was stupid um, and not, not realistic, especially because his example was uh, how the fans boo Roman Reigns or used to boo Re- Roman Reigns, which... Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys are history buffs, but that didn't fans booing Roman Reigns didn't make WWE stop pushing Roman Reigns. So that's I thought that was incomplete. But I do believe that the stuff about the independent contractors versus employee stuff, it's really good. And there's a lot of arguments for stuff like that. Most leagues that are as profitable as WWE as far as sports leagues 
would have a 50-50 revenue share with their athletes, which WWE obviously does not have. And part of that would come from, well, there's a really good union uh, in like the NFL or the MLB or the NHL that doesn't exist in pro wrestling. And so really, I think a better uh, conclusion that he could have come to when it comes to the independent contractor stuff would have been uh, to encourage either the wrestlers to form their own union or try to encourage like the Screen Actors Guild or someone to take on wrestlers as clients going forward. Because that, to me, that's the way that that change is going to come about. It's not going to come about by the fans uh, making signs or chanting things. Things like, uh, you know, better health benefits, full, you know, full health coverage, uh, a pension so that you're, you know, at least somewhat taken care of after you're, you're done in the ring. All of these things are good things that absolutely should be in place, but those aren't going to be put in place by a company if they don't have a large, you know, equally politically powerful organization putting pressure on them. And so I really think a better tact for, for John Oliver's piece, for his conclusion, would have been to really kind of go for the, the unionization angle. So I, it felt to me like, yes, you put a spotlight on issue that the average person has probably never thought of when it comes to professional wrestling. But to me, the conclusion there isn't like, it, does, it doesn't do much. You just kind of throw that information and go, somebody should really do something about that. And then you walk away. And that to me, I thought was a bit of a missed opportunity. I think that's all more than fair. I, it bugged me showing the Vince and Roddy Piper stuff from the Real Sports show in 2003. Like, maybe it shouldn't bother me, but to portray these comments from 16 years ago as if they are one-to-one completely relevant here in the year of our Lord, 2019, I thought was kind of disingenuous, but they own the footage, so they were going to play the footage, you know? Sure. Uh, anyway, I I think... I mean, Vids did look like a freaking madman in that real sports clip. Yeah, unquestionably. Um, it, did him, it certainly did him no favors. And the piece did him no favors, but I don't think anything's going to come of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's kind of the bottom line here. Um, if, he, if this piece had been done in... 2014 when John Oliver is really at like the height of his, you know, pop culture uh, powers. Maybe there would be a little more movement behind this. And they did send out a big press release and, you know, the, the piece got a big write up in every news publication, but it didn't really feel like there was strong non wrestling Twitter buzz behind this. Yeah, that's fair. Well, now on to the 36 hours of WWE television <laughs> this weekend. Let's begin with uh, NXT TakeOver, which is happening on Friday night. Uh, this, this was the, uh, the toughest ticket in, in town. Um, I guess Ticketmaster released a few more tickets this week, and I'm going to be there and don't really have plans for Friday night. And uh, I w- 
WWE sent out an email blast saying, hey, there's still t- there, there's more tickets available now for these shows. And uh, some of them, the seats for Mania, like the lowest price was like $600 on those seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there were, there were a couple of $180 tickets available for TakeOver the first time I looked. And I thought, it's just, I can't justify $180. <laughs> yeah. To, to, for this takeover, um, I mean, it's going to be a ridiculous show, but hundred. It was just well, the tickets got snapped up because the next time I looked, a couple of hours later, it was like five hundred dollars to get in the door. It's just, wow, just absurd. But uh, so let's talk about the matches on the show here briefly. Um, uh, a four way for the NXT Women's Title: Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. Apropos of nothing, Io Shirai's moonsault off the post, I think, is the best move in wrestling right now. It's, it's pretty great. It's such a thing of beauty. And uh, I don't know who's coming away with the title here. I Maybe Belair? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I would think it's a title change. I and mean, this is me somewhat doing some fantasy booking. But assuming that Monday after Mania is Ronda's last night for a while you need a new person in that spot and Shayna can fill that void. So I, I could see Shayna losing the title here and then going up. I hadn't thought about that. I, I really hadn't thought about that. That's a, actually a really good idea. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle for the NXT North American Championship. Um, I think we're going to find out how good of a worker Matt Riddle is in this match. <laughs> Dream is a little more sizzle than steak. A little com- bit. When it comes to his ring work. I think Sean just told him, go watch a bunch of Rick Rude tapes. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. decided, because he's built like Rick Rude, he needs to work exactly like Rick Rude. Uh, still, still, still green, but... I don't know. I was listening for uh, for for work this week. I was listening to Sean Waltman's podcast, which <laughs> I like that you throw in that's for work. I, I would work. I wouldn't be listening to it otherwise. I don't recommend it uh, for, <laughs> for 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 pleasure. Uh, Waltman was saying he doesn't think Dreams going up. He thinks he's going to get the NXT title at some point uh, before he goes up. So, and he thinks Riddle could use the North American title. That sounds fine to me. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. Yeah, as far as Dream in the Ring, he's had really good matches, but they've all been with like the top tier uh, workers of NXT. He had a good match with Aleister Black. He had a really good match with Ciampa, and uh, you know he's had good matches with Gargano. And then you put him in there with like a not super motivated Cassius Ono or EC3, and the matches aren't so good. So that's that's why I said I think this will be a, a pretty big test for Matt Riddle. Uh, the War Raiders will defend the NXT tag titles against Aleister Black and Ricochet. doesn't really make sense for Black and Ricochet to win these titles, given that they're on Raw and SmackDown every week. Uh, but what do I know? <laughs> I mean, based on, I believe, at the last tapings, they uh, 
Black and Ricochet did a farewell promo at the end of the taping. So <laughs> seems pretty unlikely that they're winning the titles here. Pete Dunne and Walter for the UK title might be the best match of the entire weekend. They're going to tear the house down. Uh, Pete Dunne has nothing but great matches except for that one on the NXT UK uh, takeover show with Joe Coffey, uh, which was still good. It just wasn't great. Um, and I Walter, I think the match is still going on. <laughs> it was also 73 hours long, <laughs> but yes. Uh, and Walter is, uh, is a, a big, a big mean man. Uh, I've, I'll be honest. I haven't seen a ton of Walter. I have seen a few matches here and there. I've seen him have a match with Cassius Ono, uh, and I've seen him have a match with a couple other guys, but, uh, yeah, I think these guys are going to just tear the effing house down and it'll probably be one of the more unique matches you'll see on WWE television. And Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole for the NXT championship. Two out of three falls. Uh, Johnny Gargano does not have bad matches. Ad- Adam Cole is a top-tier charisma guy and like a second-tier in-ring guy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Gargano is going to figure out a way to uh, make this, you know, close to another five-star match. Yeah, I mean, Cole, and we talked about this before, Cole always seems to be able to work up to that level on these takeover shows. So, yeah, I suspect this will be, uh, be pretty great as well. And since Ciampa is injured, um, I, you might as well just keep Johnny down there, right? Like, clearly they didn't have any plans for him. Right, yeah. I mean, if... You know, I didn't read the article, but I saw there was some speculation about him going to 205 Live, and that just, mm. sounds, like, that just sounds like the worst idea. I can ever go feud heard. with Buddy Murphy and Brian Kendrick and <sighs> Mike Bennett. Tony Nice is wrestling on WrestleMania. <laughs> he's a, he was he's a Long Island guy or something. That's why I think he's from okay. New York, even though it's in New Jersey. Cool. <laughs> And it's a show where like 70% of the audience isn't from the town that it's held in. Right. So when rock rock shows up and cuts a promo about (laughs) growing up, (laughs) growing up in New Jersey Mm -hmm. and doesn't get a reaction, he won't know. He won't understand why. Like remember Mm -hmm. when he did that at the San, at the San Jose WrestleMania. Uh, Was that the one with the Rousey angle? Yes. I don't remember a thing he said on that show. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I do remember him talking for a very long time. Not as long as the year where he lit his name on fire <laughs> and then had the match with Eric Rowan eventually. <laughs> I think that was the same year anyway. Yeah, that all happened like in one segment. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was like 50 minutes long. That was that was the year I think WrestleMania jumped the shark. <laughs> it's like you had Hunter out there working another 2003 style main event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> putting putting Roman in holds. Yeah. All right. Uh, WrestleMania. 17 matches on this show. <laughs> As of now, we could always add one on dot com between when it's we true. record and now. It's true. Have they have, they have they made the Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins versus Rival match official yet? I'm going off a list in the Observer that. Is listing that match okay? So, so uh, let me 
I can check Wikipedia. That's usually a a, a good <laughs> harbinger for what uh, what's actually been officially announced, and it does not list that match on uh, the wiki. So I'm just gonna go ahead and. Uh, take the observer's word for it, even though there were some notable typos in the observer this week. Sure, sure. Well, that never um, happens. Never. The revival versus Ryder and Hawkins for the tag titles. I don't understand. I guess the Long Island connection there with. They're both yeah. They're both New York guys. Yeah, and the <laughs> thing to lose is the revival going to lose. Probably. <laughs> And nobody will care because this will be like this will be probably the first match on the pre-show. I would imagine. Like, I, I was going down the list of this match, and I think I I kind of want to see ten of the seventeen matches, and wow. counting Bowler, I, like I want to see Bowler's entrance, and then like I I might try to go inside for more almost half this show. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be so cold and so long. I can't imagine sitting in my seat for eight hours. It's just yeah. impossible. Uh, the Usos versus Sheamus and Cesaro, Nakamura and Rusev, and Rick Shea and Aleister Black for the SmackDown tag title. <laughs> Usos resigned this week. They did. I, I expected that. I think we talked about this on the show. I think Vince thinks of them as like uh, Alpha and Sika. <laughs> mm-hmm. They'll be there forever. Yeah, and, and I, I don't see them ever going anywhere. But um, I guess maybe Ricochet and Black will win these titles. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. It, nothing. None of these. None of the teams that are in this match winning would shock me. Like they, if you know, if they want to throw a bone to Rusev and Nakamura for you know having nothing to do. For the last six months, they could put the titles on them. If they want to, you know, if they want to put the titles on the new guys, that would make sense. I can't imagine the bar winning, but <laughs> the other three, I could, I would be fine with any of those, I guess. All right. You got the women's battle royal with a million ladies in there. I guess Asuka wins. No, <laughs> I don't think so because she stood tall on the go home show. <laughs> Maybe Lady like, Rose is probably winning. <laughs> Lacey Evans. Or late, oh, oh, obviously. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> like, Asuka's going to think she won, and then they're going to announce, hang on, one more competitor, and Lacey Evans is going to walk down and then eliminate Asuka. I totally see that happening. Mm -hmm. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal. For most of the build for this show, the graphic for this match only listed... Or only showed Braun Strowman, Michael Che, and Colin Jost. So I'm assuming that one of those three guys is winning the match. You would think. You know, the only other like quote unquote stars that are in it are, I guess, like the Hardy Boys, and to a lesser degree, Andrade and Ali. Yeah. So no, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens not in this battle royal or anywhere else on the show. No, he could he could be added here. Like I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't put him on the put him in the, on the show in some form or fashion. Yeah, I don't I don't know. For a minute I thought that like they were going to announce him for the tag title match and uh Sammy Wow Wow was going to come back, but I guess they're holding that off still. 
could be uh, Monday or Tuesday after. True. Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title. I am declaring this a go get a pretzel match. <laughs> uh, I want you to tweet a picture of you holding a pretzel when this <laughs> match is in the ring. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do my best. Just have a pretzel ready. Even if you have to prepare, I want this bit to pay off. All right. All right. I, I, I really don't care about this at all. Buddy Murphy is probably going to win clean in the middle with his move. Probably. He looks like Triple H. It's always you know fair to bet on the guy who kind of looks like Triple H to win. There's also no way he weighs 205 pounds. No, he's significantly bigger than like the current WWE heavyweight champion. He's, I think he probably weighs more than Rollins. Uh, yeah, I guess he's definitely in that ballpark. He's a yeah. large man. Bailey and Sasha versus Nia and Tamino versus the Snack Onyx versus <laughs> Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Uh-huh. This, this is going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, what do you feel? You feel your... Uh... Hang your, on, faves, need... your, your faves finally going to retain a title on pay-per-view? You need to sneak you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I think Sasha Banks will finally defend a championship. I guess she did that last month already. Well, now, now they have no narrative. I don't even know. I, yeah, I think... Uh, well, the hor- all the horsewomen holding a title at the end of the show thing went out the window this week. So Truth. Anything's possible here. Uh, it would be a nice moment for an Italian Beth, I guess, if you know Natalia wins titles weekend or Dagos in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. They could do that. I guess it depends on how long Beth wants to stick around. Although not like they couldn't just drop them the next night or whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Bob Lashley versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental title. I don't the know. Demon, the Demon King, Finn uh-huh. Balor. As you mentioned, uh, he did not wear his demon paint for a match with Brock Lesnar. No, for the Universal Championship. That was not demon-worthy. No, but Bob Lashley, a match that I feel like I've seen 400 times this year alone. They've wrestled a lot, man. Why is this on WrestleMania? Because everybody's got to be on the show. That's why we have a 17-match show that's going to go seven hours. This should go three minutes. He should do his cool entrance. He should hit a dive, and then he should hit his drop kick, and then hit the coup de grace win. Hopefully, that's what they do. You know, I was realizing during the trying to figure out the timing for this show. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be running shtick all night with Elias, mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. Che, and Jost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not to mention. 17 matches and like, probably a John Cena segment and the four minutes of video packages that they play before every match. Uh-huh, uh-huh, it's going to uh-huh. be a real challenge to get this thing done before midnight. Well, last time they were on the East coast was the first year they went past midnight when they were in Orlando. So, I mean, hopefully because it'll just be so cold, they'll want to get it out. You know, they'll be merciful. <laughs> To the attend to their attending fans, but yeah, that's it's running long. Maybe they'll do like five matches on the pre-show. I, they should they should do ten. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Why not? Why isn't it just two days? Like, why is, what is their holdup on just doing two days and splitting it up? I don't know that you could. I mean, you have to cut ticket prices in half, right? I mean, to get people to yeah, but go to both days. I guess I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad idea at all, but. I think there's a challenge with filling a 70,000 seat stadium two days in a row. Fair. Samoan Joseph versus Rey Mysterio for the United States title. If Rey didn't blow out his knee working with Corbin on Monday night, I watched like the first five minutes of that match and I saw Rey land on his knee and he, I know he was just selling, but it looked like he blew his knee out and in a terrible match with Baron Corbin. And I announced to no one in particular, if you can't have a good match with Rey Mysterio, you suck, and I walked out of the room. Mm. Well, I watched the match <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> like an idiot. And uh, yeah, you were right. It was awful and boring, and then Baron Corbin won with the deep six. <laughs> Main eventing the go-home episode of Raw. Yep. Unreal. Well, Sorry, I, which match are we talking about, Ray and Ray and Samoan Joseph? Yeah, uh, maybe that's why Owens is off the show. He's the backup for in case Ray can't go. Remember, like how Braun didn't have a match last year because they were afraid that steroid thing was going to turn out to be something <laughs> with Roman. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so they just didn't book Braun in anything until like two weeks before the show. Yeah, and then he, then he won. He won. He won the tag titles with a nine-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> Nor Suzuki was in the crowd, but he chose a child. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> I mean, you're the one paying all the money to go live. It's <laughs> true. Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a oh. false count anywhere match. This is my go-get-a-pretzel match. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing this. Did you, did you see Babyface Mike uh, fight off Sanity 3-on-1 on SmackDown this week in Baltimore? No, I joined SmackDown in, in progress. Yes, they had a 3-on-1 handicap match with uh, which Shane then made Falls Count Anywhere, and they brawled out into the parking lot. And he <laughs> and he's pinned Eric Young in the parking lot of, of a SmackDown. Riveting, riveting stuff. I am proud of the Baltimore crowd and the reaction that they gave Becky Lynch this week. Yeah, it was one of the bigger reactions uh, that she's gotten in the last month or so. Weird how her reactions have gotten smaller with all the stories they've been telling in the last month. Interesting how that worked. Yeah. AJ Styles and Randy Orton, you know, two years ago, this would have probably stolen the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it will this year. It's been a long time since either of these guys have had like a really, really blow away match. AJ's banged up. Randy's not terribly motivated these days. Correct. I do assume because they did the phenomenal forearm into RKO spot on SmackDown for some reason that AJ is probably winning. Because I would assume that's the finish of the WrestleMania match if Orton was winning. Your logic is sound. 
the observer here lists John Cena versus question mark as a WrestleMania match. Okay. They Dave speculates that it could be Lars Sullivan who is supposed to return uh, imminently. It could be. That's what we need. Another big lug just lumbering around. He's, squeezing people on Raw. He's pretty athletic. They're gonna, Ethan. Come on, they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna make him bored. He's a giant on a Vince McMahon show. Giants clubber and they squeeze. <laughs> That's all. You're so sincere in telling me this. I can't remember the last time you called me by name. <laughs> Look, unreal. It's usually dude, bro, pal, mm-hmm. <laughs> chief, champ. No, I just... <laughs> it's like I'm telling you that Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> Look, sit down. By the way, my parents told me that Santa Claus wasn't real when I was three years old. And so then I went into the preschool and <laughs> told all the kids at preschool that Santa wasn't real. Cool. I think yeah. I have a similar uh, scenario with... I'm not even sure if I was ever told he was real. <laughs> but uh, uh, then I apparently told my my little cousin Anthony that uh, that Santa wasn't real, and his <laughs> older brother Salvatore was quite quite peeved with me for doing so. Tremendous. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin in Kurt Angle's farewell match. They've cut Kurt's matches from the last two TVs, <laughs> which can't be a good sign. Yeah. He turns in a natural shade of red and uh, breathes very heavily, uh, very quickly into these matches. And I don't even know what to do here. Like, if Corbin wins, like, is it really getting that much heat on Corbin? Or is it really just going to make the crowd hate the promotion? (laughs) You know what I mean? To the second one. (laughs) Like, whatever Baron Corbin is or isn't, that's what he's going to be. Him beating Kurt Angle will not improve or you know, affect his position in any way. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Roman- this might be the match I'm least looking forward to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they're doing doing it on this show. Like because Roman's got to win. Right. And look, I don't I think Drew McIntyre is like so beige. He's <laughs> if beige so boring. If the color beige were a wrestler, <laughs> Drew McIntyre. And it's you know, allegedly he was a great promo in Impact and a good Yeah, so was Bob Lashley allegedly. He's, he's not a good promo uh in this incarnation on Monday Night Raw and he's so muscle bound that He's nothing special in the ring because he could barely move. He's not as immobile as Jinder Mahal. Or EC3. True. True. Um, I think wrestling Jinder Mahal, I've said many times, is like wrestling a recliner. I'm not (laughs) sure what what piece of furniture McIntyre would be. It would be something slightly more mobile than a recliner. A swivel chair. An office chair. Yes, yes. Wrestling Drew is like wrestling an office chair. (laughs) (sighs) 
man, like I like Roman and I like his matches. His pay-per-view matches are generally always very good. But like I don't I don't know that he's good enough to make me care about a Drew McIntyre match. I guess I guess we'll find out. Triple H versus Big Dave Batista, who cut an awesome promo on Raw this week. The best. I assume this is Batista's last match, and he's uh, losing to Triple H. <laughs> Travesty of justice. <laughs> this is WCW bringing Warrior in for Hogan to get his win back. But Dave, Dave wants to do it. They're only doing it because Dave wants to do it. And because Hunter doesn't have anybody else to wrestle this year. <laughs> well, that's They true. would have big-leagued him this year, too, if Hunter had anybody else. See, I think they've Jedi mind-tricked themselves with the, with the no-holds-barred stipulation here just because I think they think they're doing it to make sure that Dave can have a good match when really, <laughs> at this stage of his life, I think Triple H needs the stipulation just as much to have a good match. Agreed. <laughs> this, to me, is going to be a real test of whether or not Triple H still has it. If he has anything, I mean, if you, so I watched the match that he had with Undertaker in Australia and, you know, wrestling Undertaker is like wrestling a refrigerator, <laughs> but <laughs> so maybe that's not fair. And then he tore his pant <laughs> in the Saudi match that I didn't watch. Yeah. But so, I mean, this is his first, but now he's wrestling a 50 year old man who hasn't wrestled since 2014. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I think they're, they're better off just having a, you know, garbage wrestling trash cans and chairs and kendo sticks brawl and then doing their big moves and getting out of there in like nine minutes, but it's triple H. So he'll probably put them in an Indian death lock for 13 minutes. They'll get to near falls by the 26th minute of the match. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no way this is going less than 20. He's going to, the first near fall will be off like his high knee, his Harley race knee, <laughs> because it's the 1970s and we can still, because we somehow still think that we can get fans to bite on near falls that aren't finishers. Oh, boy. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. You gotta think there's there's a swerve in one of these top three matches here. It's gonna be a swerve, bro. Mm-hmm. Where one of the telegraphed winners does not win. Correct. So your, your choices here are either Daniel Bryan retains, Brock Lesnar retains, or Rousey or Flair wins in the main event. And I really don't see that. Um so and I actually think that Kofi has to win here, so I think Seth is not winning, but uh, good. <laughs> Brian versus Kofi. They finally got there. Uh, I thought Kofi cut a hell of a promo on SmackDown this week. Um, I I really don't care about the match at this point. Like, I'm happy for Kofi. I hope he wins, but I've seen them wrestle a lot in the last three months. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be good. And I think people will really be into that because they, they're they going to live and die on every near fall for Kofi. 
But yeah, as far as it's not going to be, they're not reinventing the wheel here. They're going to have a good WWE main event style match. Yeah. Lesnar and Rollins for the universal title. If Brock's winning, do you think he even tries or, Uh, or does he give Seth the Dean Ambrose WrestleMania treatment? I mean, I don't know that they would allow him to give anybody aside from Dean Ambrose, the Dean Ambrose treatment. (laughs) Um, I think they still care enough about Seth to want Brock to give him a lot, but Seth is cold now. I mean, he still gets a decent reaction, but you compare the reactions he gets now when he's challenging for the world title against Brock to the reactions he was getting a year ago when he was wrestling the Miz for the Intercontinental title. It's like, it's not close. He was way more over a year ago. And so I just feel like they're going to look at it as like, (laughs) I don't know, unless Brock is pretending he's going to leave again, try to squeeze an extra, you know, $2 $2 million out of Vince. I don't, I don't know. I don't see any reason. I just, I just feel like it's, they're going to look at it as Seth's kind of cold and Brock's probably here at least through the Saudi show or he's here through SummerSlam. We can build up to one more match with big dog or a match with drew. And so, yeah, I, I, I think Brock's going to hit an F five and win clean and it'll be hilarious. <laughs> And then the main event, where the winner takes all. Correct. And it actually is. Unlike most WWE stipulations when they say weird stuff like that, it does actually appear that the winner will take all. Yeah. Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. I thought the angle on Raw was over the top and kind of hilarious, but also kind of awesome. What did you think of that angle? Uh, Almost exactly those those words yes uh very very wacky very attitude era um i don't know if it convinced a lot of people to go you know get their network subscription or you know heaven forbid if you live in the part of a country that has a bad internet you know plopping down your 40 dollars for pay-per-view or whatever but it was really entertaining and the 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 two things will you know i i will remember Ronda kicking out the window of the police car and Charlotte kneeing Ronda really hard in the face forever. Like those are, those are burned into my mind pretty well. So it was a a very memorable angle. Indeed. All right, everybody. That's the, uh, I think we should predict what Becky's winning, right? Like I think I think the stadium might actually be burned to the ground by angry fans. (laughs) If that's not if that's not the finish, like I put nothing past these people, but sure. <laughs> but and I just want to remind everyone that their narrative is that Charlotte is the greatest woman uh, wrestler of all time. Unreal. Just planting the seed of doubt there. Unreal. You know she broke Trish's record the other day when she won that eighth title. I know. Hey, Trish is a one-time hardcore champion, so. She had eight singles titles, so Mm. they're they're still tied. So Charlotte's got to win that Raw title to make it nine. (laughs) I mean, mean, Charlotte's going to win the women's title 17 times, right? Sure, sure. I (laughs) I guess we can just briefly speculate. So are we unifying the belts, or is Becky defending both of them going forward? I See, I don't... 
on the one hand, it'd be like, oh, it's cool. She's going to work both shows and she'll defend both of them. Um, I don't think they're going to unify them. So maybe she just works both shows for a while. But that's really such a terrible idea because with the exception of her reaction on this last SmackDown, I think it's just been diminishing returns every time she's worked both shows the same week all this year. Mm -hmm. So the idea of her working both shows for an extended period of time really doesn't light my world on fire. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I mean, they could do the, they could do, there's no consistency with them when they do this though. It's like when, you know, almost 30 years ago when Warrior won the world title and and was the Intercontinental Champion, he had to vacate the Intercontinental title. Seth was the world champion of the United States champion concurrently. There's no rhyme or reason. They can do whatever they want. Sure. Plenty of guys have been like world champion and tag champ at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So I think they probably just have her vacate the SmackDown title, but <laughs> really just hammer home how little <laughs> that title means. Yeah, probably. Char- I mean, Charlotte just took it from Oscar for ishes and giggles and then they'll just dump it back on SmackDown. I mean, what do you think? I kind of feel like they'll do more. My thought was more what they did with Seth, which is that there's going to be one show where she has to defend both belts on the same uh-huh. show, and she'll lose one of them. Probably mm. to Charlotte, honestly. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, that's a seven, eight-hour WrestleMania show. <laughs> I mean, it took us a while just to preview all of it. Oh, I can't imagine Lord. how long it's going to be to watch it. Oh, good Lord. Uh, I have some updates to my WrestleMania weekend schedule that I'd like to share with you. Whether Breaking you like news to hear audio here, folks. Yeah. Um, Friday morning, I am uh, meeting Trish Stratus, Bret Hart, Renee Young. The big three. Exactly. Friday afternoon, I am meeting... Minoru Suzuki and Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm so jealous of you meeting Minoru Suzuki. I can't even. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, Friday afternoon, I'm attending the Ref Pro show, which I assume is going to be headlined by Suzuki and Saber against Tanahashi and Osprey, which I guess should be okay. (laughs) Might be all right. Yeah. Um, Saturday morning, I'm meeting Becky Lynch at WrestleMania Access. Um, uh, you gonna stand in any of the free lines while you're there? Uh, I, I don't think so. Get like Apollo Cruz's autograph? No, I really don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna do that. Um, of course, WWE did rib me by and me alone by uh, scheduling Tony Storm to be at Access. At the same time, the New Japan show is going on on Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah, you're the only one. It's a personal affront to me. Uh, they they are also keeping... removed Tori Wilson from your WrestleCon photo ops. They did, so I will no They're longer gunning be... for you, man. I will no longer be meeting Tori Wilson this weekend. Um, let's see. So, yes, yeah, Saturday night ROH New Japan, uh, Sunday WrestleMania, uh, coming home Monday. 
lot. That's a lot. That's a, a full plate. And just a reminder, your wife is going with you. She is a saint, yes. <laughs> Lovely uh, woman. Yes. Uh, there's still some room on the schedule Friday night and Saturday afternoon. So, I don't know, Ziggler's doing another comedy show. <laughs> maybe just maybe just take your wife for a nice dinner. <laughs> you know, I was thinking maybe we should do some just some things, some New York things, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> that aren't wrestling. <laughs> maybe go to a museum, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're taping NXT UK television Saturday afternoon. Might do that. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to get into? We've been talking for quite a while now. We've talked for quite a while. And, well, obviously, we don't want our show to ever go as long as the actual WrestleMania. So, yeah, we can wrap it up. We're going to try, just as a programming note, to get one show in between now and some before WrestleMania, so we don't have all of it to recap uh, next next week uh, on our regular show date. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to fit one in sometime on that. I don't know, somewhere between like Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning or something to recap at least like NXT and and maybe some of that stuff. So we'll uh, look out for that one over the weekend. Good times. All right, uh, enjoy WrestleMania, everybody. Enjoy Takeover. And uh, enjoy your pretzels. Till next time, <laughs> I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Good night, humanitarian. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. Not sure what that means. That's uh, it's from the end of the episode Heart of Ice of the Batman animated oh, series. Oh, okay. When the evil businessman who turned Mr. Freeze into Mr. Freeze is half frozen, uh, Batman walks by him and goes, Good night, humanitarian. I see. I don't think I've seen that in probably 25 years.
It won an Emmy. Seriously? Yeah, it might have been a daytime Emmy, but still. <laughs> Counts. Emmy Emmy award winning episode. I can yeah, I can tell my my yoga feuds. Sorry. Oh, please do. There's an ending to it. Oh, no, cool. too. So. So, as you know, but the, the listener does not, uh, last Monday, I believe, uh, got back to the office, didn't think anything of it, closed the door, went home, came into the office the next day, and my manager comes up to me, and he's acting kind of weird, and he's like, this guy at the yoga studio, because we live, we, our office is in like a business park, there's a yoga studio, there's a dance place, there's a sign shop. Bunch of stuff, you know, it's a business park. Sure. Guy from the yoga studio says you scratched his car. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, he shows me a picture that the guy took of, I would say, the scar, the, the scar, the scratch was less than uh, three inches long. Okay. Probably less than two, honestly. Very small scratch. The guy drives like a sedan like it's not he's, i didn't scratch a maserati i believe you referred to it as a painfully average car correct painfully <laughs> average nothing spectacular about it and look i understand if i thought somebody scratched my car and didn't notice or intentionally didn't tell me that it happened i could be a little upset too here's the thing i'm pretty darn good been driving that van for work for going on two years, I'm pretty good about getting out of that car or out of that van without hitting other people's cars or scratching other people's doors. Sure. So I doubt his story. And meanwhile, so he had come into our, our one office. We have a main office that's next door to this business park. And then this our, our, our office that I work out of is uh, also where our call center is. So he came into the call center and started yelling at the call center manager about it. Uh, didn't get anywhere with that because it's the call center manager. He doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, decided the next day to go over to our main office and somehow ended up uh, speaking with uh, our head of HR. And then when that didn't go anywhere, he emailed the president of the company. <laughs> who I'd just like to remind everyone, tiny scratch, Painfully average car. Not not a huge deal. Guys, just kicking up a storm. So last like Wednesday, I have to have a meeting with the president of the company, a man very very nice to me. But I've probably met him less. I probably talked to him less than ten times in the two years I worked there. All right. Super nice. Never had any issues with him. He's always very complimentary of me, but don't know him that well. So we walk over to the van and we do some investigating. We do some CSIing. And he's looking at where, it, you know, any tiny little dings on my door. And he's like, well, that can't be it. It would have to be this tiny little uh, scratch on the edge of your door here. But I mean, that could be from anything. That could have been from someone hitting you. So I said, yeah, okay. So I didn't, I basically left it with, I told uh, the president of the company. Look, I'm not going to 100% say I didn't do it, but I really don't think I did it. And I kind of left it there, didn't hear anything of it. And then, like, two, yesterday, the maintenance man 
uh, a very nice older man came into uh, the office and he like looks me in the eyes and walks up to me very seriously and proceeds to have a very serious conversation with me about how he did the measurements of from the space between my van to this guy's car and where the point of my door would have touched his car if I did hit it. Uh And it just didn't. And then like the deepness of the scratch (laughs) on the other guy's car is like, I just, I just don't see there's any way there's any way that they can do it. Now they they may still decide they just want to pay it out and, and get rid of it and get this guy to go away. But if, if they ask me, uh, you, you didn't do it. You didn't do it at all. The the math just doesn't add up. And I was like, (laughs) Hey, scary. Appreciate that. (laughs) It had been a dead issue for like the last six days with me, but then I had to have one last very serious conversation about it. But yes, I believe uh, the president of the company was having one last meeting with this guy. uh, I think today and I don't think they're going to uh, to pay to get his the tiny scratch on his average car fix. So <laughs> Liam one, yoga dude zero. Tremendous. All hail. Tremendous resolution. Yeah, I just when uh yeah when the maintenance guy came in and told me he did math, I was like, all right. Because <laughs> if I was a a president of a you know profitable <laughs> company and was spectacularly wealthy as the president of our company was, I would have just, I would have just paid it. Right. Who cares? Right. I'll just make more. But, <laughs> uh, you know, at the same time, it's nice that, that everyone, uh, went to, went to bat for me, I guess. The other thing is that we've, our company as a whole is sort of in a feud with the yoga studio. <laughs> of because course. Of course. They, uh, constantly complain that we quote unquote park in their spots even though there's no like signs or any sort of assigned parking in our uh, in our uh, parking lot, so they are they're already kind of like public enemy number one for my company, tremendous. and so this just added fuel to the fire. So that also helped. What a tremendous waste of everyone's time and energy. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But the point is, the math doesn't add up, and. <laughs> Therefore, Your Honor, I could not have committed the act in question. Case closed. All right. So let it be written. So let it be done. I try to keep on keeping on.